Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. As you probably know, I have this list that is public. The premium is on my research platform, and this shows how investing goes for me. So I make the analysis of a lot of companies, make a valuation as we did in the last video for best buy, and then we have a table with the stock market price and compare to what could be the return for a 10% required return and then get a ratio that if above one then it looks interesting to dig deeper and analyze the risk and reward. This is just an estimation. And over the last year we have made a few of these valuations, 85, 84 to be precise. So I really wanted to go through this list, look a little bit at the ratios and then discuss the interesting investment propositions here, of course, SAP 500 terribly overvalued, but there are some businesses that are not that overvalued. And you can download this for free, and you can also check this video to get a detailed explanation of what is what in the table and how we get to the intrinsic value. So let's immediately start. I've selected 10 companies that have a good ratio on my list, look interesting. We have analyzed most of them in the past, but let's update because that is investing. You follow 20, 30 businesses, I follow much more, and then from there you source the few in a year that you add to your portfolio because of low risk and good reward. That's investing for me. If that is investing for you or if you like it, please smash that like button and consider subscribing for more analysis and investment education. So let's immediately start with Disney. I've made this video about Disney just recently, so no need to discuss it in detail, but it isn't having great cash flows now, but it has the potential to achieve those very high cash flows, which gives it value. If we go back to the valuation table, Disney, and I have put here the potential to make $7 in free cash flow per share, pay that 50% out in dividends, and with a discount rate of 10% and some growth ahead, terminal multiple of 15, then it is fairly valued. Of course, if it grows faster in a better scenario, then even better. And the downside with the slower growth is not that much. But the key is that it hits these great cash flows from the potential it has. And that's the main risk with Disney. It has the brand, it has everything, it is strong. And the question is whether they can turn that into cash flows. There is always something happening, pandemic, this investment, adjustments, debt, whatever. They also have some debt. So I would say there is the potential. That's the, let's say, out likely outcome. But there is also risk. And that's why I don't feel as Disney as a okay, throw your million at it. At the end of the video, I'll make uh, put a gun onto my head, give me a million, what would I invest? But let's first 
continue with the analysis. And you can see with Disney that uh, when there is the potential and when the market focuses on the potential, the stock price is much higher. When the market focuses on the sluggishness, the stock goes much, much lower and it is where it is. Of course, it's a much better buy now than it was here in exuberance. So you have to see how this company that it's unlikely to go away over time, fits your portfolio. Let's compare it to other companies. Another company that I analyzed as a Warren Buffett buy, which is now a Warren Buffett sell, is Verizon. And as Warren Buffett sold, especially, there was this big dip. They said that costs might go up a little bit, that it will be a little bit sluggish over time, and then all those holding for the stock to go up sold, and then you have this dip of 14%, but then again the fundamentals are there, and the stock recovered again to where it was. I made a few Verizon valuations, especially a year ago, and then again, and for me it was always a dividend stock to buy. You buy it for the dividend, there is debt, of course, there is cost, there is capex, etc. But it is also a provider of essential infrastructure in the US, so unlikely to go bust. And the stock goes lower a little bit, but the dividend yield is 4.96%, 5%, which is not a bad dividend yield. Plus, there is always the option for it to go higher, especially with the 5G and everything. So it's a long-term business, let's say, to own if the dividend fits you. If we check our valuation for Verizon, I have put the dividend per share, dividend per share growth of 5% and then 10% as the capex subdues for the 5G and they deal a little bit with that. And with the 5% dividend valuation ahead, the intrinsic value is there for a 10% long-term return. Of course, if the market starts thinking of a 4% dividend as okay, then we are already much, much better. But 7% dividend, no growth, it could go even lower. That is investing and that is the risk and reward with Verizon. So nothing wrong with dividend stock, Buffett sold, maybe on the pressures, we don't know, Buffett started making a lot of changes. So you have to see how knowing the company and what it does and its position, especially for US investors, dividend investors, is always interesting. Another company is 3M. We have analyzed it twice, so two years ago. It's a great business, 118,000 of patents, so nothing wrong with it. It is a compounder over the long term and it has, again, these periods of exuberance and then these periods of pessimism, exuberance, pessimism. There is a lot of pessimism related to legal issues and the payments that they might pay, but that has been settling closely. And if those payments send the company bankrupt, then they will not pay and nobody will get anything. So it should be manageable, the price earnings ratio is low and the dividend yield is again high for a very very good quality company. So nothing spectacular but nothing also bad to buy at 4% here and then wait for an upturn for exuberance then see whether to sell or if it goes lower accumulate more because it is a value to global industry and everything. In the recessions, of course, it will be slower, but it should be able to weather it out, last, like it did over the last 50 years. 
from a valuation perspective, we did 3M here and I've took the dividends, so 3% dividend yield, a little bit more exuberant than the intrinsic value is there if the dividend grows just 5% per year. More conservative 4% dividend, just 3% growth than the intrinsic value. Keep in mind for a 10% return, not a 4 or 5%, for a 10% return is 100. So that is the risk and reward. It's a big company. It's a blue chip, let's say. So nothing stellar will likely happen there, but therefore it makes a good contribution likely to any portfolio. Then we have Starbucks and I hope you're enjoying your coffee as you watch this video. Let me know in the comments if you are and let me know also if you like these overviews and we can make them time after time, especially as now I'm finding someone to edit the videos, which will save me really a lot of time. So let me know in the comments. Let's go to Starbucks. I've made an analysis recently. Starbucks, always a great business, growing business, has some issues with buybacks that now the founder came back to set things right again. In my research process for this week, I looked at spawners. So I did about 45 of them and Starbucks is one that is there. It's not really a spawner, but it is well a compounder. And then I looked a little bit at the conference call. They need to change as demand changes. It's not really a spawner, but it doesn't matter. And the key with Starbucks is that they could not supply the demand. So that is the situation. So they have to invest in businesses in stores and likely also grow globally. So if they can upgrade and create cash flow growth, plus grow the business long term, still good returns, China and everything, which is what Howard is planning on doing, this could do really, really well. And the following could be the underlying business fundamentals. So really good growth ahead. This is the earnings per share that is improved to 3.2 now. Keep in mind, still lockdowns in China. So that should really, really be good. Numbers look okay. Also before pandemic, still despite the pandemic going much stronger, going much better, good free cash flows. And when it comes to valuation, if we put at 370 EPS and then just 7% growth, terminal multiple of just 15, it is a little bit exuberantly priced for a 15 conservative very conservative valuation. 20, then you are fairly priced for a 10% return. And again, fairly priced 10% return. It's much better than here when everyone was exuberant about it. Now, of course, if you want to own a company like this, it is much better and it will likely do okay over time. There will be ups and downs, increased costs, unionization, but the company has always managed to navigate that and do well. So another good company as the stock price decreases, the likely long-term returns are mathematically higher and the risk is lower. Of course, I'll put all the links to the videos I mentioned here to the analysis in the description below. And then you also have them all here for the latest analysis if you download this for free. Let's continue with Apple. And I'm very curious as the stock price is lower, whether Buffett has bought much more. So Apple said that here he started buying Apple big for just one day because that's his value threshold. So now 
he likely must have bought much, much more as it went lower and lower. And I'm curious to see next month what did he buy and how much of it will be very, very interesting. But the market cap price earnings ratio 23 small dividend yield because they focus on buybacks. But this is not really expensive for Apple, even if when we analyzed it in 2016, it the price earnings ratio was 10 because nobody liked Apple. That's also something that seems incredible now, but it was the case. If we go to our Apple valuation, don't forget you can check the video of it in the description below. So I have taken cash flows per share, the 100 billion. I have taken the growth rate of cash flows per share thanks to buybacks, but also thanks to business, terminal multiple 20. For a 10% return, the intrinsic value is 100. If they grow faster, thanks to buybacks and thanks to business growth and the business and the market likes them, then the present value is 176 for a 10% return. So I think that Warren should be in this best case scenario. He thinks that 5% from buybacks, 4 5% from buybacks and 5% growth from the ecosystem services with a good terminal multiple of 20. That means that Warren Buffett is buying value for an 8 9% return, which is his goal. So nothing bad with Apple there. We made the valuation detailed, so nothing much to say. Apple is Apple, great business, high cash flows, buyback. So you can't go wrong. And the lower the prices, the better the investment is. Of course, there might be some slowdowns as the pandemic gets over. We all bought our phones, etc., new computers. So there might be, but for now, there is no indication for it. However, if that happens, then I might even be interested in Apple because I want to buy it when there is pessimism, where there is not such a good exuberance about the new iPhone, new products. I want bad and the best time to buy a great business is when things look bad temporarily. Netflix, so really, really, really bad situation there, especially over the last year of high exuberance. Then Bill Ackman bought, then Bill Ackman sold, and this is really, really down. Market cap has crashed 70%. Now we are at 87 billion. Price earnings ratio looks like a value stock. And from everybody loves Netflix, now everybody hates Netflix. We have have made a few videos with Ekman and discussing what he did, how he sold, how he invests. He says it was a mistake. And if we take a look at Netflix from a valuation perspective, if, if they can reach the cash flows, it looks extremely cheap. And if they can do 5 billion of cash flows and then grow 10% per year ahead, which is not staggering compared to what they did in the past, the intrinsic value is 140. If they can grow faster, 260. So if they don't grow as fast, then it is 89. The stock price there is still priced for potential exuberance and that might be the risk and reward that Bill said, mm, I'm taking too much risk. I'm just focusing on the best case scenario, which might not happen. So still, let's say overvalued for a conservative scenario in this environment with the money returned to shareholders. If they don't return the cash flows to shareholders and they have to reinvest it to 
keep the market share and everything, then it looks ugly. That's Netflix. So that's also the power of this table. It shows what is priced in, what happens if not, and then you can see how that works with your risk and reward and compare opportunities. Google, great business, and the stock has been a little bit dampened lately, down, down, and I made a video exactly here, and everyone started saying, Sven, Google will go lower, will go lower, and then they didn't buy. That's exactly here. Everybody buys a great business. Everything goes up. Buy, 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 buy. And then when it becomes cheap, nobody buys it because it can go lower. And what often happens is that it goes higher. And now if you want to buy it and add it to your portfolio, it's already 10% more expensive. So I really made this video. Google stock is a better buy now went 20% down and I remember the comments everybody saying it will go much lower you never know where the stock price will go the key when it comes to investing is to simply see at what price it fits you so Google 112 earnings if they can keep the growth rates at staggering pace then it is really well valued for a 10% discount rate now some people said and that's a very very fair point that they might not be able to grow this from the current base because if we compare it to two years ago the earnings per share were 60 and now those jumps to 112 so that's a huge difference so maybe there will be a few years from this base slower and that could really then push the stock price down which would create even more opportunities that's something however let me also tell you something about investing so when you invest in a business and let's say you buy it here because you like it then when it goes lower you buy more of it and if it goes lower you buy even more of it that's the best way to accumulate businesses over time and you never know where the stock price will go but over time you will have a decent average entry price and you will make money if you're buying good fundamentals and good businesses also we made a video Seth Klarman owns about seven percent of his portfolio in it so nothing wrong again with Google there the lower the price the better now a company we discussed made an analysis Xiaomi and in line with all Chinese uh, stocks the performance there has been really really terrible especially from the peak when everyone was exuberant we are 63% down and now a small rebound as something is improving but not really that much still really really low compared to this if we look at the valuation also look at this incredibly cheap earnings per share is one if they can grow with at 15 and 10 percent then the intrinsic value is double however i also analyzed xiaomi as the spawner potential there and the question now is whether the loss of market share is temporal or structural that's something to follow if you're interested they are investing a lot so they will likely do good over cycles and this is exactly what can happen to apple so it is exuberant everyone buys the phone but then it subdues a little bit of course they lose market share after a great year and that's something that the market starts hating you can see here how they lost market share globally so down apple increased it xiaomi lost it alongside all others so that's very very interesting but this is investing and 
a third of the market cap is in cash, if I'm not wrong, which really, really creates value there. So something to consider if they will keep the market share there and do the cash flows, increase earnings will be good. But then, of course, with phones, we all remember the stories of Nokia, Samsung, BlackBerry, Ericsson, and that's the risk and reward. Can I know what will happen if I put my best effort into it? Likely not. Now, Salesforce is a company that we haven't analyzed for a while. I did an analysis when I analyzed the Dow, the top 30 stocks. We'll put all the links in the description below. And then we made a valuation and the key was cash flow per share and really expected growth ahead of 20%. So as I didn't analyze it recently, let's look at it again. They are really, really doing good. They expect their market to really grow double digits. So if they can just grow in line with the market, they will do well. So really great portfolio and everything is growing in their portfolio. Nothing wrong. It's really a dream force, as they say in their presentation. They are gaining market share. So if the market grows and they gain market share, even better. And really, really, they did something remarkable over the last year cash flow also 5x so really great and the target is for even higher growth 20% and then over four years to 50 billion which is double what it is now and if they do it and they keep growing then the stock price will most likely follow there is nothing wrong with it of course there will be ups and downs they have warned about dollar related drags but that might also revert over time so let's see our valuation table fairly valued but let's see the growth rates so earnings 4.56 i hope i made it per share if they grow that 20 and 10 percent terminal multiple then the intrinsic value is 160 which is still a little bit below the valuation so of course good business great track record and despite the exuberance here and the crash now it's still a little bit below that let's say long-term trend line that i would say it okay now now it looks conservatively interesting of course if they grow at 25 percent forever then it is really cheap so it is a purely growth stock and that is what salesforce is of course the lower you get it the cheaper it is and the better investment it should be that is investing so you just have to see how a good business like this fits you then we have AT&T I've made an analysis of AT&T over time also made a video and I said here AT&T stock is undervalued if things remain as those are and things haven't remained as those are because AT&T has slashed this dividend fun of other company that we'll discuss tomorrow in the 10 stocks you wish me to analyze and it makes things different so cash flows from operations are still okay but if you look at earnings per share and free cash flow that is a little bit subdued compared to history so nothing wrong the quarter is there high capex requirements and also high debt of course fixed rate but 
fixed rate have to be renewed at higher rates if that happens that is investing they received 40 billion in cash so also something they always spin off things and create value that is also AT&T but it was a really big hit for from the 14 to 8 billion dividend and I have used here the cash flows in billions will change that to dividend and uh, and put 8 billion here and if they grow it let's say at zero so change the valuation there the cut was really immediate from then and we take the market hoping for a 25% dividend yield then the intrinsic value is 91 billion and for that it is really really still expensive so what is the market pricing in let's see so they are pricing in some growth and let's say a four percent dividend so 150 billion and not yet there so a three percent dividend or better dividend growth ahead from the current base that's what the market is pricing in will they be able to do it maybe as they have cleaned and the spin-off things maybe they will be able to do it as Verizon so something like that of course the situ you have to see which one is better between them and see how it fits your portfolio so there is really nothing wrong with all of these companies and uh, it just depends okay those are good companies fairly priced a little bit exuberantly priced really nothing special but the fact is that you all love these companies and if I do a video on a company that's less known YouTube immediately tells me this so fewer viewers are interested Sven you made a mistake don't do these videos that's if we talk about something exotic if we talk about great companies then it's usually the most watched video that's how it goes always keep in mind whether you are just following the herd and going towards what's known or you are really investing on fundamentals if you want more exotic ideas you can check always my research platform and now if you put a gun to my head and say Sven you have to pick one to put all your money in a million dollars which one would be the one that I would pick now the question is I would maybe go for Verizon for those dividends if you allow me to reinvest those dividends those dividends over time I sense medium risk and medium reward with everyone maybe Starbucks looks already good here so we can split it 50 50 but then again the risk and reward is there 3m maybe again again split it in free 3m AT&T I'm not familiar enough to say whether that dividend is stable so let me say that I would split Verizon 3m Starbucks and maybe even apple and then reinvest the dividends according to which one is that if you put a gun to my head i would go for four diversification out of these 10. there is always risk and reward as we say in the summary thanks for listening if you have any comments please let me know if you enjoyed this podcast please leave a five star review as it means a lot to me thank you and i'll be speaking to you in the next episode